0: WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. That's WonderfulPistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1579. Does Intuitive Eating Ignore Health? by Stephanie Bonastia with jessineeland.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Hi there. Welcome to the first day of winter for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. And welcome to another Tuesday edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is one of many podcasts where we read to you from blogs for free so that you don't have to read them yourself, except on Fridays. That's where I usually answer your questions. Now, to check out our other shows, just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. But with that, I'm going to keep this intro nice and short, so let's get right to today's article and start optimizing your life. Does intuitive eating ignore health? By Stephanie Bonastia with JesseNeeland.com. I used to believe that if I gave up dieting and tried intuitive eating, I would eat ice cream and sugary cereal for the rest of my life. I thought things like micromanaging my food is exhausting, but at least it's keeping me healthy. Intuitive eating wants me to sacrifice my physical health for food freedom. There must be a better way. In case you're unfamiliar. Intuitive eating is a framework developed by two dietitians, Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, who advocate for rejecting all forms of dieting in favor of listening to your body's natural hunger and fullness cues. According to the principles of intuitive eating, our bodies can be trusted to tell us what we need, how much we need, and when we need it, if we can learn how to tune into the body and disengage from rules imposed by dieting and diet culture. At first glance, it's easy to think, yeah, right, sounds like a fairy tale. If I could eat intuitively, I would. The problem is, I can't. Critics of intuitive eating embrace this skepticism by claiming that if we listened to our natural cues, we would only eat junk food and be more out of control than we already are. That the purpose of dieting and restricting is to temper the inner food addict as if we are all actually greedy food monsters who can't be trusted to self-regulate. This opinion is further promoted via health and wellness citations that claim, it's not about weight, it's about health. Skeptics assume we would end up eating mountains of French fries every day, and our health would be neglected, as if there is no universe in which we could naturally want fruits and vegetables. I get it. I spent a lot of time pursuing health by making chia seed smoothies and avocado ice cream. Without the vigilance of sugar-free, dairy-free, gluten-free living, I was sure I would crash and burn in a pool of crusty white bread and Ben and Jerry's. Intuitive? Well, that's where I'd end up if I was intuitive. The truth is, I didn't pursue intuitive eating for its own sake, because it sounded like magical thinking. But when I became so exhausted by the chronic cycle of binging and restricting, fueled by the pursuit of weight loss and quote-unquote health ironically, I went through a process of recovery that landed me in a place that looked a heck of a lot like intuitive eating. No more binges, no more diets, no more obsessing, no more calculating, more listening, knowing, and tuning in. And the strangest thing, my health markers actually improved. Not only did my thyroid and liver numbers improve, but my anxiety became more manageable and I stopped having panic attacks. Studies of intuitive eating show that intuitive eaters actually experienced increased levels of good cholesterol, body satisfaction, metabolic efficiency, self-esteem, and life satisfaction with decreased levels of stress, inflammation, and blood pressure. But how? How can adding in foods that are supposed to be bad for you impact your health in a positive way? I wouldn't have believed it if it didn't happen to me. But after several years of eating intuitively, I've come to understand three primary reasons for this. One, we overemphasize nutrition as a determinant of health over holistic components of well-being. Diet culture wants to control our beliefs about food, so nutrition has become the target of health, weight, and wellness marketing. We have absorbed the idea that health is a product of what we eat and how much we exercise and they are in fact valid pieces of the puzzle, but we tend to minimize the impact of stress, community, purpose, and positive self-regard on our health. When we learn to trust our bodies and embrace who we are and what we look like, our stress levels tend to decrease over time and we are able to be present with others. The impact of improved mental health cannot be disregarded as a part of the mind-body connection when it comes to overall health. Two. The initial frenzy of eating all the things subsides to make room for balanced, secure eating habits. That initial phase of Ben and Jerry's, it eventually stops. The honeymoon period of intuitive eating, you know, when your instinct drives you to just let go and goes after all the previously forbidden foods, is what gives intuitive eating a bad rap when it comes to health. What gets left out of the conversation is that this stage is a means to an end and that. Once the excitement gets out of our systems, a process called habituation, we land in a much more even-keeled, grounded place of being able to choose a wider variety of foods in amounts that more closely match our body's actual needs. The binge-restrict cycle could never do that. And three, intuitive eating increases the likelihood of engaging in health-promoting behaviors outside of weight loss. When weight loss is our goal, we tend to hyperfocus on doing more, more, more. More restriction, more control, more exercise. This often leads to an imbalance that ends in burnout, both physically and mentally. Intuitive eating reduces the pressure around weight loss and encourages tapping into health-promoting behaviors you actually enjoy. For example, going for a 20-minute walk to be out in nature. Saying yes to hanging out with friends instead of staying home to avoid the food temptations, eating a home-cooked meal without pent-up stress about how this will affect your macro count for the day. When we eat with rules, pressure, and stress, unrealistic expectations get in the way of these things. Over time, our health window becomes more and more narrow. You might be thinking, okay, that sounds reasonable, but I still can't just become an intuitive eater. And you're right, it's not a simple choice that we make. Eating intuitively is a process of learning, but mostly of unlearning years and years of believing that we can't trust ourselves, that food alone is responsible for our health, that our bodies must be controlled in order for us to be healthy and happy. These undoings take time and focused energy. Health and intuitive eating are, in fact, compatible. You just listened to the post titled, Does Intuitive Eating Ignore Health? by Stephanie Bonastia with jesseneeland.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Today's author Stephanie said something really important. When we hyperfocus on restriction, this can lead to imbalance. Too much restriction can lead to us burning through our willpower. When we have to constantly tell ourselves we can't have something, we may end up feeling deprived. And we don't like feeling deprived. We like the feeling of abundance. Abundance lowers our stress levels. We like having more choices, not less. And like I've said before, willpower is like a muscle. We can only use it for so long before it fatigues, before we reach willpower failure. And throughout the course of the day, all of the little decisions that we have to make burn through that willpower. It's like reusing a muscle over and over and over again until it reaches failure. So by the end of the day, all of our decision-making power is pretty much gone. It's like a muscle that's reached fatigue. But with intuitive eating, nothing is off limits. We don't have to stretch our willpower to the max, and rather moderation is the focus. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber of the show. I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday if you're listening in real time. And I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.